Learning the Sikha and Chelek Yates on Rosh Hashanah Vav Tishrei on page 291. This is a very, very inspiring and moving Sikha. Sikha about the Haftarah of Chana on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe will discuss the story of Chana and a message Bechlal regarding Rosh Hashanah and life in general. Very deep, moving message. The Shia today is being learned, Lelanishmas, Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Rabbi Menashe Kaltman. In the Avtaira from Ashton Tag Rosh Hashanah, Tchila Sefer Shmuel, in the Avtaira of the first day of Rosh Hashanah, which is the beginning of the Sefer of Shmuel, Bert Etzelt Vegen Chana. So the story of the Avtaira is about Chana, Eishas Alkana, the wife of Alkana, whereas the Teichen is the content of the story of this Avtaira is, Asfriyer Uzalachana Ein Yolodim. In the beginning, the Avtaira begins, Chana had no children. And then later, she came to Shila in the Mishkan and Davin there. Hashem answered her prayers and she had a child, which is Shmuel Anavi. Now, the Mechoven from Kriyas Avteira Bechagim, in general, the purpose of reading the Avteira on a Yomtiv, Vibayala Avteiris, as it is with all Avteiris, is Aldarach Vikriyas Avteira, similar to when we read from the Teira, Meloshin Neira, reading from the Teira, which is to take a lesson. That the Yid reading this has to learn a lesson in his Aveda and serving Hashem, whether it's on that Shabbos or that Yantif. On Azayach bin Yenainu, the same is here also regarding the Avtaid of the first day of Rosh Hashanah. as the time, even though simply the reason why we read the story of Chana on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, is is because Hashem answered her prayer on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. So, not necessarily is the story and the theme of the story related to what Rosh Hashanah is about. It's just the timing that that's the time when she was answered. However, this Avtaira also has in it more than one lesson in the service of a Yid serving Hashem on the day of Rosh Hashanah. And of course, this Avtaid also has many different lessons in general. So since the Aveda, here the story in the Avtaid of Chana serving Hashem, that brought her to be answered that Hashem gave her a child, this is the main point of the Avtaid and its connection to Rosh Hashanah, is given itfila b'shilai. So the Avtaira speaks very much about her davening and how she davened when she came there to Mishkan Shilai. So it's logical to say, as the Limud Ikri from the Avtaira. So the main lesson that we have to take from this Avtaira, the lesson should come primarily for a Yid in Rosh Hashanah to learn from the way Chana davened today. Especially according to one opinion, which the Shalah quotes, as Eich Tfilas Chana is given by Rosh Hashanah. That not only was she answered on Rosh Hashanah, but her davening was also on Rosh Hashanah. So certainly it's a Hira for our Aveda on Rosh Hashanah. So we'll understand this. We're first explaining an explanation that's necessary here in the Msipur Chana, in the story of Chana Davani. So the story in the Avtaira is that Elia Kayin saw the way she was davening, and Elia Kayin looked at her and said that she seems to be intoxicated. She was davening quietly to herself with a very big concentration and she was speaking to herself and she looked like uh, she was intoxicated. And therefore Eli rebuked her and said to her, until when are you going to be drunk like this? And Chana answered her on this, No, my master. I'm not drunk, but rather I pour out my soul to Hashem. That's the basic story over here in the Avtaida regarding this, this part of the story, the, the, the davening of Chana. The Lachaira is Nitvashtande, so over here there's a few obvious questions. Aleph, the first question is, Vi Kumtes, as Eliakoyen, Azatos, How is it that Eliakoyen? 
has such a huge mistake about what he sees from one extreme to another. He thinks that she's intoxicated, and really the truth was that not only isn't she, but she's actually davening with a very deep connection and concentration. Instead of recognizing the fact that she's davening, pouring out her soul, she thought that she's simply intoxicated. Another obvious question here is, Even if we'll find an explanation how it's possible that Eli observed what he saw and make this, made this mistake, and the Mepharshim give various reasons, the question still is, why is the Teireh sharing this part of the story? What, observe, what Eli thought and the mistake he made and what she answered? You can just say the story about the fact that she davened, Hashem answered a tefillah and she had a child, Shmuel. That's really the main storyline. Why mention this detail here? Especially, it says, The Teireh, when it speaks about an impure animal, it doesn't speak about the, the Gnus the impurity of the animal. The Taira uses the term Einena Tahira, that it's not pure, but it doesn't want to speak about the impurity of the animal itself. Allah has come of a kama, how much more so, separating from an animal to a human being and to Eli, Benigay Eli Akayin. Why would the Taira share this part of the story, sort of an embarrassing point about Eli, that he made a mistake observing what Chana was doing? Gimel, another question here is, Since Eli considered her to be intoxicated, So why did Eli wait to speak to her about this and to tell her off, sort of, until she finished davening? Rashi says, Eli was waiting, and he waited, he waited until she finished davening. If he actually thought that she was really intoxicated, shouldn't he have interrupted her davening and immediately seen to it that they carry her out from the Beis HaMikdash? It's inappropriate for a woman intoxicated to be here in the Beis HaMikdash. So from all of this, it's clear, as Eli hat betracht, nicht als Shikaira in Poshet Mzin. Eli did not consider her to be intoxicated in the simple, literal sense. Not a shikaira in the minyan Rather, shikaira over here means that she was drunk in her prayer. She, the way she was davening was an unusual type of davening in a manner, a manner that Eli considered to be a davening, drunk in the davening. That's what happened there. This main, what this means is, since, as the Pasik describes, when Chana davened, she davened with a very strong, extreme dedication and focus and concentration with Hirbisa, like a very strong level of davening. Is this at Philly, and a level of davening very unusual. But says Nitkin Dover and therefore this is not something which is usually acceptable. When you stand in front of Hashem in the Beis Mikdosh, this kind of davening is usually not acceptable. As the Rebbe will explain in the end of the Sikha, what this is, what is it that he saw in her davening that is unusual and it's, that's, not, that's not expected in such a place. That's what the shikris over here means. The shikris in the style of her davening. On Chana's answer of them is, to this Chana responded and said, No, I pour out my soul in front of Hashem as when the Hirbisel is Palel is verbunden mit shvichas hanefesh even when she davens in this manner with a very big intensity, but nevertheless, it really is an outpouring of her soul, is this nitanin from shichros, in tefillah. So this is not intoxication, drunkenness, and davening. No, adarabe, adarge, nihilis, and tefillah. On the contrary, this is an expression of a very high level of davening. That's really the discussion between Eli and Chana, a discussion regarding the nature of this intense davening in the Beis HaMikdash. So this explains the general idea here, how this is connected to Rosh Hashanah. The discussion between Eli and Chana regarding her davening, the way one should be davening in the Beis HaMikdosh, will give us an insight in the Mteichen Klali from Tfilas Chana and from Kamet Tfilas Rosh Hashanah Kedil Kamam. 
So to understand more in general the content of Chana when she davened, and also many of the tefillahs that we say on Rosh Hashanah, as will be explained over here. So, So to take a look at what we daven about on Rosh Hashanah, so seemingly we find contradictory things that we speak about, the contradictory themes. Rosh Hashanah, on one hand, we know that Rosh Hashanah is the Yom Adin of al It's a day of judgment for all needs, all necessities of a human being. Both spiritually and materially. The Pasik that it says, we say in Davening, So the way this is touched over here is that Yisrael, over here doesn't only mean a, a mitzvah for Yidin, but it also means provide for me the bread that I need. So Chayk is the bread, the Gashmis. Meant that Dinu Mishpat of Mizaynis. So this is the judgment for the sustenance, which is including all of the necessities of a person, the physical, the material necessities of a person. On Mishpat, the judgment of a Lekeyakiv also here means is that this is the judgment on Rosh Hashanah for spiritual needs. And what this means is that on Rosh Hashanah, Yid is being judged how much revelation of sensitivity to godliness and connection to godliness will there be in his soul in this year? Amazing. This is the Lashon of the Altarev and the There's a dinner mishpat regarding the revelation of godliness in his soul. On the far Batman and the from Rosh Hashanah, so therefore we see in the Nusach of the Davening that we ask on Rosh Hashanah for children, for life, health, and the sustenance. And also for success in all spiritual matters. That's one big section of the Tfilis and Rosh Hashanah. Lidoch, he said, on the other hand, though, is a biduat known as the Nekudus Avaide, the main point of serving the Eidish on Davening and Rosh Hashanah, but Zikras, but Tfilis and the Davening, for Rosh Hashanah, by state in Machtesein, the Moibishten, Altsmelech, is coronating Hashem as a king. Or Belosh and Chazal, the language of Gemara says, Shetam Lichuni Aleichem, Hashem asks of us to anoint him, to appoint him, to crown him as our king. And as we say it in the davening, Be king over the entire world with your glory. So on the end of the bracha we say the Ebeshter is the king over the whole land. And many other expressions in davening speaking about Hashem's kingdom. Crowning Hashem as king, and accepting his kingdom, is dafke durch der Tnue von Bittel betachlis. This comes by the people accepting and completely submitting themselves to the king with absolute nullification. Durch dem, was bewahrt sich im ganzen Unter zum Melech, by the fact that you subjugate yourself completely and utterly to the king, bis man fühlt gar nicht die eigene Rezeines, to the point that a person doesn't even sense any wills, any desires of his own. He belongs completely to the king and he doesn't feel himself at all. On their bittel, Ruftarais by Melech as Onemadachtar. It's this level of dedication and subjugation to the king that calls out or inspires this crowning that the king should accept to be our king. So if so, we look over here at these two themes in the Davening and the Aveda of Rosh Hashanah, but the Yanams and the Desasri. These are two themes that are contradictory. The Ace Meshtaitana Bittel Betachlis to Melech. When one stands with absolute nullification in front of the king, to the king is So you're not even at all in a, in a mindset of thinking and asking and requesting things that you need. You have no needs. You, you completely put yourself aside. It's only possible to ask and daven a request for what I need if a person is thinking about his wills and his, his, his needs. And that's as I feel, sorry, again, this is even true when it comes to spiritual needs, that a person that's absolutely bottled has no needs, not even spiritual needs. And most definitely, regarding material, physical needs, definitely a person is not focusing on such things at all when he's in a state of complete self-nullification to the king. 
Now regarding the Gashmias, the physical, it says that yes, the din is on both Ruchnias and Gashmias, but the main judgment is regarding the Gashmias. As it says in Agos Maimonis, which is in the Rambam, on the Rambam, and it's quoted in Lukutatayre here on Rosh Hashanah. Now it's known also what it says in the Zayar, a very sharp expression regarding what a person is focusing on and davening on Rosh Hashanah. As divas beten biyomid kipuri of mizayne slicha vekapara vachaya kasveinu lachayim that a person of ayam kipper what he's focusing on is that he's thinking about his own sustenance and that Hashem should forgive him that he should have his own physical life that Hashem should inscribe me or write me to life. As then if he klovim v'shrayin hav hav the coming of such a holy day and thinking about themselves they're like dogs their nature is to constantly bark and beg and say give me give me b'azay trachten vegenzich. Because these are people that think about themselves. And not thinking about the Eibishter, that this is such a holy, auspicious time to coronate Hashem as king. So this is a very sharp expression in the Zayah. But on the other hand, though, all of these parts in Davening where we ask for those things that a person needs, they were placed into the Nusach of the Davening through Chazal. And Chazal tell us, as Damos is the Zman Ratzen, this is a very auspicious time for a person to daven and ask for everything he needs, and Hashem will fulfill your, your, will your Bakashas in this time. So if this is so, it's part of the davening, and this is the right time to ask for these things, so it's understood, as the Bakashas daven zai, nitna mitzat A person asking for his needs should not just be like following orders and fulfilling and just reading the words and davening and asking for what he's, it says there, even though he's not at all interested in this at this point, he's focused on Hashem and the king, and she just read the words following orders. That's not the point. If Hashem himself, through Chazal, is commanding us to ask for our needs in Rosh Hashanah, so then, so a person may say to himself, no, if this is what Hashem wants, so I'll ask for these things, even though I'm totally not present in this, I'm not focusing and thinking about this at all, I'm really bottled to Hashem, but if Hashem wants me to ask, so be it, I'll listen to what He says to me. But that, that's not the attitude that Yid is supposed to have in davening. No, rather, in Anaifin, the mitzvah of davening is that you say the words and you hear, that's the place where you are, and that's what your needs are, and therefore you turn to Hashem with your heart and ask for them. So you're sensing, you're feeling, you're experiencing that I need these things. So therefore the tefillah is a serious thing that you, you, you feel yourself. So how does this go together with what it says in the Zoya? That these are people that are like dogs, that are asking for themselves. So this means as follows. So on one hand, a person should have that will, and he should also concentrate in this part of davening. That Hashem should provide for me my needs, the needs of the person. So if you're actually davening for this and asking and need this and want this, so over here it's demanded. You got to sense yourself and know what, what it is that you need. To feel what it is that you're lacking and turn to Hashem and ask Him to fill that. Together with this, at the same time, you have to be completely permeated with the Aveda of the day, which is to crown Hashem as king, which demands an absolute self-nullification, which completely negates you as an entity for yourself and thinking about yourself. So how do these two contradictory themes come together in Rosh Hashanah and especially in the Nusach of the Davening on Rosh Hashanah? Similar question we could ask regarding Davening every single day of the year. When you come to the point in Davening of Shmei Nasra, so then the Davening is like one stands in front of a king. When you stand right in front of the king, talking directly to Hashem, one may not show any movement, any sign of, of self that he's thinking about himself. 
Right? That's why we daven Shmaya Nesir with our feet together and we don't butt from our place standing in front of a king. We find the Gemara says, A person that makes any signals, any signs, while he's standing in front of a king, This is something that you deserve for this, a punishment, the opposite of life. It's a rebellion against the king when you're right in front of the king. Yet at the same time, It was established, and This is for every single Yidin, even for the greatest Tzadik, in Nusachat in the words of Davening, the Yud Beis Brachas and Tsoyes, twelve of the middle Brachas of Shemayin Esra, in other words, excluding the first three and excluding the last three, was Toichnon is Sheila Sracha. All these Brachas, the content of them is a Yid asking of Hashem his needs, starting from Hatochein Aladim Das, Fa'enu, Barachaleinu, all the Brachas where a person asks of Hashem his needs. In the Davening of Shemayin Esra, when he's standing in front of the king himself with absolute bittal, not thinking about himself. So this is really a question, in essence, that we can ask regarding the Shemayin every single day. What, what is this Shemayin all about? Is it with complete bittal, or is it a person thinking about himself? However, there's a big difference between the davening on a Shoshana and the davening every day of the year. And therefore, the question is really much stronger, or really maybe only, regarding the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. B'chol Hashanah, all year, noch derach von Rosh Hashanah. Our relationship to Hashem is after we coordinated Him as King. And now we are His people that are coming to speak to the King that has already been established as King. So therefore, our relationship with the at this point, every day of the year, is like a king, which is already a king, and is governing his people, and is, is guiding and giving, providing for his people, for the people in his country. So the far is done, their bittel from the B'nei medina to Melech So at this point, the, the subjugation or the, the nullification to the king is to the extent as as Herzachon, as as Do, the Mitzis, and the Tzrachon from the Ansha Medina. That what's sensed over here is that there are people. There's the people in the country that have their needs. At this point, the king is already a king, and he's focused on governing and providing for the people. In other words, they are significant. They're here, and the king is connecting and giving to them. It's just that when you come and stand in front of the king to speak directly to Hashem himself, it should be noticeable as the Gansa Metzies from the Medina that the entire entity of the, of the country is not It's not independent. It's all subjugated to the king. So therefore, yes, it's true that we sort of see in Shemayin two opposite things. On one hand, it's, it's an absolute bitl that you stand in front of the king. And at the same time, a Yid is davening Tashem asking for his own personal needs. But for every day of the year, the point is that this is already a time period where the king is here to be your king, to provide for you. And therefore, even while you come with self-nullification to the king, but it's a connection to the level of the king, which is related to you, to your Metzius, which is bottled to him. So it's not such a big question regarding every day of the year. Now is the time. Where we are coming to coronate him as king, when er is noch meroimim und abgetragen von an hagesamalucha. So this is the king, the Ebeister himself, which is exalted, elevated, removed of being king, of being connected to the people. Here, what's demanded is a much greater, a much deeper level of bittel of nullification, a bittel betachtes, an absolute bittel to Hashem. In welches herzach netan kein zach is in the melech alein. At this point, when you're focused on appointing, on establishing Hashem as king, so over here, the people have to express their absolute bittle to the king that we belong to you, we're subjugated to you absolutely without focusing on themselves at all. So here is the question, On such a day, when there's such a deep level of bittle that we express to Hashem and coronate him as king, how could in the same time a big section of davening be all about the din or mishpat, the judgment about our own personal needs, even down to the physical needs? The beer bezes, the explanation, the answer for this is as follows. What you have to know is, when a yid comes 
and asks of Hashem those things that he needs in Rosh Hashanah, Tavzayin de Mavukish, Nit Tzalibzayin Tayeles. The goal, the purpose here has to be not that he's asking for these things, just for his own personal sake, for his own personal use. That he should have an abundance in whatever he needs and wants in in this world. Or even to have an abundance in whatever spiritual revelations he, he wants and desires. No, rather, all these things that he's davening for has to be It's actually following and continuing bringing the melucha, the kingship of the Eivishter upon us. What does this mean? In order that the glory of Hashem, the kingdom of Hashem should be fulfilled and, and, and revealed in the world, so that this should be fulfilled, as in the ganze Welt, that the entire, in the entire world should be noticeable. The kingdom of Hashem is It's through the fact that a yid, which he's occupied, he's busy with matters in this world, and he utilizes everything in the world for the proper sake, to create for this a place for Hashem to dwell here. So when a yid has all these inyani elam hazeh, it's in order to fulfill and bring down the maluch of the Ebishter in it, in the world. So since every single yid, there are certain holy sparks that are related specifically to his neshama, and he specifically must elevate them, refine them and elevate them. And they are there, they are enclosed, they are found in the physical objects and the physical portions of the world that Hashem gave him and for his Avedah. So therefore, when a Yid Davins regarding everything he needs, including his physical needs, what he's asking of Hashem is, that Hashem should give him the sustenance and all of the needs, all of these things that he has, to give him the ability to be able to fulfill his portion in the world, to bring the kingdom of Hashem in the entire world, and he should do his part in the portion that Hashem is going to provide for him, to be able to elevate the holy sparks and connect it to Hashem. So this is the Yid's attitude and his davening, thinking about not just the physical things, the way he's going to use it for himself, for his own tayelis, but to utilize it to serve Hashem and to reveal Hashem's kingdom in the world. So then it comes out, that even when a Yid is davening for his own needs in Rosh Hashanah, this doesn't involve at all any feeling of self, of feeling your own entity. Because all these things that you're asking for, all the abundance of Gashmias, is all for the Ebishter's sake, to utilize it all to serve Hashem. On the contrary, the Yid's desire and ability to be able to utilize and elevate all this Gashmias for the Ebishter's sake is only through the deepest and absolute bittal that a Yid has when he crowns Hashem as king. Why is that so? Because this Aveda of a Yid utilizing the Gashmias for the Ebishter's sake and refining and elevating the holy sparks that are there, this is an Aveda which is connected to the very essence of the soul of a Yid. It's only with the power of the very essence of the soul of a Yid that you're able, able to extract and take out that holiness that's hidden and embedded so deeply low in this world. So the Aveda of a Yid that he wants to have all this Gashmis for the sake of the Eivishter to be mevadar this Gashmis is through the power of the very essence of his soul. Just like when it comes to Hashem's purpose and creation, that Hashem desired for there to be a dwelling for Him here in this world below. Which is accomplished through the Aveda in this world to refine and elevate the world. This desire is rooted in the essence, the essence of Hashem's desire. The same is also true regarding the Yidin that fulfill this in the world. They are the ones that actually make this happen. 
they bring this kavana to fulfillment by elevating everything in the world as the Aveda is verbunden mit etzanishmasa. So this Aveda is connected to the very essence of their soul, which is connected to the very essence of Hashem. So therefore, when a Yid is asking for the Gashmis to utilize it for Hashem's sake, it's not only that it's not selfish and he's doing it for Hashem's sake, but this actually expresses the very essence of the soul of the Yid. Was an is doch so therefore, if this desire comes from the essence of the soul, so here there's no self, no independent wills of the self, of a person thinking about what he has in this. The essence of the soul is embraced and is, is, is cleaving to Hashem. It's absolutely unified with Hashem himself. So therefore, it's verstandig, it's understood, as the bakoshas tzrochah, when a yid is davening, and he's asking for his needs, kedei tzoyzfir, in the kavana al yayna, but all with the purpose, to fill, to bring, to accomplish Hashem's purpose in creation, is verbunden mit den bittel von etzam This is an expression, and this is connected to the deepest level of bittel, of the very essence of the soul to Hashem, which is revealed when we coronate Hashem as king, the absolute self-nullification to Hashem, to coronate Him as king, and then that it continues and is expressed also in the part of davening where we speak about what it is that we need and ask of Hashem. It's also all an expression of the Aveda, of the essence of the Neshama, to connect to Hashem. So this ties together. The two parts of davening, it's all really one thing. One point of fulfilling Hashem's purpose and creation to make the deed of the in this world. However, here we can ask on this. This Nusach of davening, speaking about davening and asking Hashem for all his personal needs is established in the Nusach of davening. For every single yid, in yad ma'im the matzif, whatever condition and situation is found, that he's in, a person knows his soul, a person can estimate and look at himself and say, that when he comes and asks for his physical or spiritual needs, is nit blois kedei as alzach oisfirin dem oivishnes kavana. It's not only in order to fulfill Hashem's purpose and creation. Nor al kapanim oich, but it's at least also derfar was a gefinzich b'meitzakipshutei. He's davening and asking Hashem for what he needs because he finds himself in a distressful situation, literally. Ervil as the rebbeish is on the malazayin zayne der menshes tzrochav tzrochim. He's asking of Hashem to fulfill his, the person's own needs that he has. Miyadai hamleyachulu v'alchava from Hashem's full and broad hand. So that's. The, the simple Yid, when a Yid comes to Daven, he's thinking about himself, about at least also about what it is that he's lacking and what he needs of Hashem to fill in with his, with his open and broad hand. On the contrary, in the Ruch Bashtet, the Mitzvah. This is actually, seemingly, what the Mitzvah demands, that you should be thinking about yourself. As it's clear in the Brachas of Davening, that a person is Davening and asking of Hashem what he needs. Now, it doesn't say, the, the Nusach of the davening is not, I ask of Hashem, give me the ability to fulfill what you want from me to make a dira b'tachtayim through the Gashmis. No, the Nusach of the davening is, I ask of Hashem, I need health, I need parnasa, I need it. So the, the simple Nusach is that a person is thinking about his needs. This is one of the big advantages that there is in the idea of davening more than even doing mitzvahs or learning Torah, as the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya, the power of davening, that you could change nature, you could change reality and bring down healing and you could bring down brain and so on. The change in nature happens only through davening. So this is one of the unique things that we're coming to accomplish in davening, to ask Hashem and to create a change for the needs that a person has. So now, the question now is, is so it would be understood if you come and demand of a person so you say Rosh Hashanah is a day which is an exception. On this day, it's such a holy day. Do not think about your own physical needs on this day. The entire Aveda of Yid should consist only of one thing, to crown Hashem as king. 
The day of Rosh Hashanah is focused on this theme to accept Hashem as your king with complete, absolute self nullification. So then it's not a question. This is a special time. Since Rosh Hashanah or Sarasimetshuva in general is the time when the, the Moir, the source of light, Hashem, is close to the sparks to every single Yid. Is yad yid mesugal so therefore this is an auspicious time that it's it's easier for every single year to actually be inspired and awaken to be touched and moved to the core to become closer to Hashem on these days. So therefore it's this time period that we demand of a yid so forget a little bit or forget completely that is about your own personal needs. And you should just have one desire, to be together with the king, complete self-nullification, just to be there to appoint Hashem as king. So that would be understood. That's what the theme of these days is about. And therefore, even though usually the Avaida is for you to daven and to ask for his own needs, but not in these days. The question though is, How is it that we could demand of every single Yid? As by that you should have both extremes and together at the same time. A person should be thinking about his own needs. And he should desire that Hashem should fulfill his own needs, whether we're speaking about a simple individual that is naturally focusing on this, or even a person that's on a higher level. But nevertheless, this is the theme of davening. The mitzvah of davening is to daven and ask Hashem for what you need. And at the same time, in this itself, there shouldn't be involved any personal motives, any ulterior motives. And at the same time, this, all of this, even though you're davening for yourself and you are thinking about your own mitzvahs, your own entity, or what, what you're lacking and what you need, and at the same time, all of this should be only for the Abish to say, how, how could you have these two opposites at the same time? So this could be understood according to the Pshat that the Baal Shem Tev said, When a person is hungry and he's thirsty, so it's the soul of the person which is uh, lacking, it's the soul of the person which feels that it's empty and it needs what does this mean? So the Baal Shem Tev said, As their hunger undurst from guf, When a person is hungry or is thirsty, the body is hungry or thirsty, he wants something to eat or drink, That really, it's the soul in the Yid that's lacking, that wants. The nefesh will It's really the soul that is desires to elevate the holy sparks of this food or this drink. It's those sparks are related specifically to him. It's he that has to elevate them, and therefore his soul is the one that really desires that he should eat and drink to elevate these sparks. That's what the Baal Shem Tev says. So when a person is hungry and thirsty and he wants to eat something, it's really the holy sparks that are there in this that his soul wants to elevate. What does this mean? This haze, what it means is, as Chosh, the Mensch, even though what the person may be sensing, being a physical human being in this world, he doesn't feel his neshama. All he feels is the natural hunger. person that didn't eat, he feels his body is hungry for food. Is this MS? The truth though is, that physical hunger you feel is not the real source of the, of the need, of the hunger that you feel. Is this MS? The hunger from his neshama to the nitzayitzah It's really the soul which is the true entity of the Yid that has the desire, that has that need, that hunger to elevate the physical, to elevate the holy sparks that is. Now the Neshama, which is in your guf, and therefore it comes out and it's expressed through the fact that your physical body is hungry. So you feel the physical hunger. But that physical hunger, it's just, it's malubish in the physical hunger. It comes down in the physical hunger, but it's really your Neshama which is hungry. is this the same thing is also here, the subject that we're discussing regarding the two contradictory themes of Rosh Hashanah. How do they come together? How can we say that a Yid should feel and have a desire and daven for his own needs, and at the same time, it's all for Hashem's sake? 
When a yid davens, and the davens is with the supplication, begging Hashem, that Hashem should provide for him his physical and spiritual needs. And it's, he's really thinking about this, he's focusing on this. Even though externally it's because of the fact that it's, it matters to him that he should have what he needs for his children, for his health and his sustenance. Generally speaking, the person is, has to be sensing and feeling his own mitzvah, his self, in order to know what he's lacking and what it is that he's asking Hashem for. Is of the emes umpnimius from der the truth, though, and what's inside, what's the inner, inner the inner, what's what's the soul of what the person is really desiring and pouring out a soul to Hashem for their hunger from the It's really the hunger of the soul. So in the It's in order to make the dira, the dwelling of Hashem here in this world, with the physical items of the world. That's really what's going on. So yes, there are two opposites at the same time. We're not saying, like the Rebbe before in the Sikha said, that when you davens, so you're not really thinking about yourself, your entire davening is just continuing the Malucha, to bring the Malucha of the Ebeshter into the world. Here the Rebbe says, even every single Yid, and including a great Tzaddik, which has to daven thinking about his own needs, because that's the Nusach HaTfilah. So yet, B'chitzayni is B'pashtus, the Nusach HaTfilah has to be read and, and, and expressed properly, that I'm expressing my needs of what I need in Gashmias. However, in that chetzonius, in the pshara, the davening, what's really there? The pnimiyas of the neshama. That the pnimiyas of the neshama wants all of this for the sake of Hashem. So yeah, the chetzonius of the tefillah has to be serious, that a person has to pay attention, kipshutai, to think about his needs. But at the same time, you have to realize that this chetzonius of the simple pshara, the davening, is really an expression of your neshama that, that wants this. This very hunger that you feel and these desires that you feel, this itself, it's pnimius, it's really the pnimius of your neshama. And on the contrary, this is not only that we could say, even here, a Yid expresses his deep connection to Hashem, but we could say that it's Dafke here. Does Gufe, by the very fact that we see, as Yidin veranis oirer, paim zogin unasana toikif, when you say the part of davening, unasana toikif, where it says there, Mi who will have a peaceful and tranquil year, and who will have the opposite. And it speaks over there where a person is davening to Hashem, that this is the day of judgment, when everyone is being judged, exactly what's going to happen to him this entire year. So we see that this is the time when Yidin are inspired and are moved. From Tifunish from Hartzen, they daven to Hashem from the depths of their heart. And they're moved and they're davening. And, and even more when they say the words that Hashem should be king on the entire world with His glory. This itself proves that this is the actual truth of the matter. That this section of davening expresses an even deeper aspect of the Yitzel. Because even though the revealed reason, what, what we could understand, why is a yid so moved by this part of davening? Being that we're physical human beings, a soul and a body. So therefore matters of Eilam Hazar are closer to our heart, and therefore it grabs a person and it touches us more than spiritual matters. That's the simple external reason why Yidin are moved more in this section of Davani. That Chetzainis is all one layer. That's the external. But what's the real and deeper reason why Yidin are so moved in this section of davening? Because from Hashem's perspective, this is what His desire in creation is, that there should be a dwelling here below, in the lowest aspect of the world. So that desire of Hashem is also expressed in the Yid that he gets moved in this section of davening. So why you think that you're being moved in this section of davening because these are things that are close to your heart, really the true reason is because this is an expression of Hashem's desire in creation that's coming out in your inspiration here. And therefore, therefore, Yid is very inspired in the Bakoshes Davke, in these 
that this section of davening where you're asking of Hashem for your simple life that you need in this world was bepnimius deeper. What's really happening here is does the azaza atzmis from etzim This is the the person himself that's being shaken up and he's being moved to his core of the very essence of his soul. So oisvir in the kavana haoyayna to machin develt barach in order for him to be able to make the world into a dwelling for Hashem. That's really what's going on in the Yitz Davening. So this is an unbelievable approach to understand what the inspiration and our feeling that we have during Davening is, where this is really coming from. Chassidus tells us, the Rebbe is telling us over here, what's the real source of our inspiration and our feelings that we have in Davening on Rosh Hashanah, even, and not only even, but specifically when we're Davening about the Gashmias of our life. So now after all of this, coming back to the Haftarah, that all of this we can see and learn from the Haftarah of Chana. So now we can say, This is also the reason why, regarding our Avaidah, our special Avaidah of serving Hashem and Rosh Hashanah, why it was established to say the Tfil of including the words of Eli when Eli was accusing Chana that until when are you going to be intoxicated? So now we can understand what Eli was, was saying here. The taina from Eli is given. The complaint that Eli had to Chana was, as b'shas m'shteit l'fnei Hashem. When one comes to such a holy place, standing right in front of Hashem, l'fnei k'edosh ha'kadoshim. Standing in front of the holiest place, the k'edosh ha'kadoshim. Darfnit zayin negeya kein zach. Nothing else should, be, should matter to you. Besides the fact that here I have the merit to stand right in front of Hashem and the closeness to Hashem, this should be the only thing that you should be focusing on. There's no place at all at this time to be thinking and requesting about any of your physical needs. And even that, to be davening to something so necessary that she didn't have any children, that she's asking Hashem for children. And especially that she's davening with such, to such an extent, so extreme, davening with such a deep uh, request, meaning that this is, she's so into herself, so to speak. She's thinking about this so intently, and therefore she's davening with a very big intensity. So definitely, Eli says, this is inappropriate over here, standing in front of Hashem. So this is considered to be a condition of a kind of davening where she's intoxicated with her own, yes, very good desires to have children, but still her own personal desires standing in front of Hashem. She's so involved in her desire, so much so that she doesn't even realize where she's standing. Like a person that's intoxicated, that has no idea in front of who he's standing, where he goes and what he's doing, that she's standing in front of Hashem. That's what Eli was saying when he's complaining and saying, you're drunk with yourself. You don't realize where you are. You don't realize what you're doing. But to this, Chana responded and said, No, I pour out my soul in front of Hashem. What she's saying is that not only is her davening for children not being intoxicated with her own personal desires, God forbid, on the contrary, the opposite is true. This is actually an outpouring of the innermost essence of her soul. And this has a very deep connection to where she is, standing in front of Hashem. As it says, that you should desire and want only the pnimis, the essence of Hashem. Yid only wants panecha the, the, the innermost essence of Hashem. And here, in this desire, there's no will of self, there's no desire of self. Her entire entity is just the embrace and the cleaving to Hashem, to be one with Hashem. Right, so therefore, what she's saying is when I'm diving for children, even though externally it seems like that I'm thinking about myself, but as I've explained before, what's really happening, this is really an expression of the deepest essence of the Yid, that he wants to fulfill the Dira B'tachtayna, he wants to fulfill Hashem's will, and in this case, it's regarding having children. We see that as soon as she made this request to Hashem, she immediately made a vow. 
as oid v'nasatila moscha zera noshim. That if you're going to give your maid children, is v'nasativ la Hashem kol yemei chayav. I will dedicate him. I will give him to Hashem all of his life. Sein ganzer Leben wird sein nit kein eigene. His entire life will not be independent. Not a vegeben zum eibishn. Will be completely dedicated to Hashem as it was with Shmuel Anavi. So why is she saying this and making this vow immediately? This is not just an additional thing that she's saying in order to be zeichet to, the, to have children. But this is, the, the, this is expressing what her davening really was. When she was asking for children, is nitzalib zich. So really, she wasn't asking this for herself. She was only asking it for Hashem's sake. Which she sensed in her soul very deeply. And this was what she was pouring out her soul when she was davening to Hashem. So from this we have a very important lesson in the Aveda Vayid, in the davening of Rosh Hashanah. It's not enough was the Pnimis for Nayidin is Kedaboy. That the innermost essence, that the soul of a Yid is, is good, is, is holy, and it's the way it should be. That Pnimis has to also come out and be expressed and be revealed in the other aspects of a Yid's life. And therefore, when a Yid comes and stands on Rosh Hashanah in front of Hashem to ask for his physical needs, or even his spiritual needs, so you have that level, that aspect of Eli Akayin, that could be in the soul of every single Yid, which will complain to you and say, Why are you even thinking about your own physical needs? Why are you getting intoxicated with these matters? Why are you thinking about your own physical needs in this world in a time when you should only be thinking about crowning Hashem as a king? It's inappropriate in Rosh Hashanah to be thinking about these things. But yet, the answer to this is one has to know. In order to reveal that innermost essence of your neshama, to be begili, to come out in all your life, so you do have to ask Hashem for all these things. Because really the opposite is true. When a yid davens about even these matters, even physical necessities, on Rosh Hashanah, this brings out the response that Chana said, as by yad yid, that this is true regarding every single yid. Even this yid that thinks that he's davening and he only thinks about himself of what he needs. Is the pnimius from the bakasha? But what's the truth? What's the pnimius of what his davening is all about? An inyan from the eshpoiches nafshi lefnei Hashem. It's really expressing his soul's outpouring to the eibushan oizgus from pnimius anefesh. The the soul, the outpouring of the innermost part of the soul, which is chavuka udvukabach, which is embraced and in one with Hashem. Ein zach mitatzmusi yisbarach, one with the very essence of Hashem Himself. That's really what's happening when a yid davens for the gashmius in the world. And just like the answer of Chana, completely, it was a response and totally answered the complaint of Eli. Biz as Adarab, Eli had masking of Emetir until Eli agreed with her. Biz to Gevnir and Bracha on Avtacha until Eli gave her a blessing and promised her in them regarding what she was asking for, that Hashem will give you and answer your request, which you have asked of him. The fills the request of every single year, for a good and sweet year, literally, an open and revealed good, with children, and life and health and then sustenance of the kulam and in all of them with an abundance.